This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Three three seven sixty six sixty six is the number to call. Started the show talking about Daniel Jones and his contract and what the Giants are going to do. Are they going to pay him? Should they pay him? You know, Saquon Barkley, obviously another a part of the Jones contract where the Giants offense was just those two guys all year long. And we knew that it was going to be an issue come the offseason. And here we are. And it doesn't seem to be. Now, now look, it's contract negotiations. We know that these things happen where Jones is going to want more money. The Giants are going to have their, you know, draw their line in the sand on what they think he's worth. Same thing with Saquon Barkley. But it does seem like it's off to a shaky start, at least from the possibility of bringing them both back. It's just not a foregone conclusion where maybe the way uh, Giant fans would have hoped. And if I had a bet right now, I think Jones will be here. I don't think there's any question about that. It's just a matter of how and for how much. Will it be the franchise tag? Is it going to be a longer-term deal? Or um, are we going to talk about Saquon Barkley being back? You know, So Jones, yes, I think he'll be back. Barkley, I do not think, will be back. That's just my gut right now. I, I will Look, I wish they could have both those guys back. Just don't know if it's realistic, and it might not be best for the Giants to build a team moving forward. But in Shane, I trust. And, you know, with the Jets, they talk about Derek Carr and the first ballot Hall of Famer. You know who is a first ballot Hall of Famer? Aaron Rodgers. Whether he comes to the Jets or not, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Derek Carr will never be a Hall of Famer, let alone first ballot. I don't care what the Jets say. Oh, if you come to New York, be a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, that's not true. They need to figure out who they want to target here. And, look, they may want to drag it out. Rodgers still indecisive. The report saying that maybe the Packers now want to keep Aaron Rodgers. Who knows what these reports back and forth and up and down and all around we go. Just let me know when he decides. And I think Rodgers is going to do that. He'll let us know when he decides what he wants to do. But that's got to be the guy. And it's just such a difference from him to whoever else would be an option outside of Rogers. Tony is calling from Lodi. What's up, Tony? Hey, Sal, I got two points here. Uh, my first point, the NBA is pathetic. Uh, you know, I'm such a big Knicks fan, so I'm stuck watching it. But to give an entire week off for an all-star break for a league that's known for excessive load management and a league that's known for superstars to never play back-to-backs Sal, an entire week? It's a joke. They should be back playing. Now, I know they're going to be back tonight with certain games. What is today? Today's the 23rd. Yeah, you got a bunch of games on tonight. Uh, the Knicks and Nets are not on. Um, but anyway, you got a bunch of games tonight. Yeah, it's all for a long time. Man. I think it's excessive. But my second point, again, I'm a huge Knicks fan. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. But I think this team's got a bunch of holes. And I just find myself concerned that we're back in the same spot just like every year, we're in that middle of the pack, four through eight seed. Um, Mitchell Robinson's a problem. He's always hurt. He's never on the floor. What did we do? We extended him. R.J. Barrett. He should be coming back soon, right? I think I saw somewhere. Yes, Barrett does suck. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired of the Instagram videos of him working out. I need to see you on the floor for a full season. This is every year with Mitchell Robinson. 
but R.J. Barrett sucks, Sal. I don't, I'm not an expert, but it almost seems like the guy is reinventing his own shot every time he shoots a three. It makes he's me so, sick. It's so he's horrible to watch shooting the basketball. A shooting guard who can't shoot. What could possibly go wrong? And his strength is getting to the rim, and he doesn't even do that enough. And even when he does, he's not great at shooting free throws. Barrett's a problem. I love his makeup. I love his work ethic. The problem is he has not developed nearly enough here to where he's got to be playing at a near all-star level, and it just has not been the case. Right. Um, obviously, I don't want to totally kill them. You know, Randall's been playing awesome, and Jalen Brunson is the best free agent signing since I've been born, Sal. He might, be the, Knicks, he might so. be the best ever. I think it was Vaccaro who had a column a couple of weeks ago, Vaccaro, Mike Vaccaro of the Post, who said that um, – uh, maybe it was Peter Body, as a matter of fact. I forget. Either one of those guys uh, was writing, I think, something about Brunson being potentially the best free agent signing in the history of the Knicks, which, I mean, tells you about the ineptitude that the Knicks have had signing free agents for the most part. But but Brunson has been great. It's not a knock on him. He's been fantastic. Listen, no matter what, I'm going to be cheering hard for the boys, but I just I, I think they got to start to go for it with a superstar. We need it. It's well, who, though? Man, I mean, who's the guy? Where are you going to go get it? Donovan Mitchell? Well, would Donovan Mitchell have gotten this team to the next step, do you think? Because I do. Well, let me ask you. If you replace on the roster right now Donovan Mitchell and uh, with R.J. Barrett, how do you think that they look? Oh, Sal, I mean, I think that's night and day, and yeah. I think he kind of completes this team. And that's the move, right? That would have been the move. Now, I know it would have been more that they have to give up, Tony, and thank you so much for the call. Appreciate you checking in. Love talking some Knicks. Looking forward to them getting back in action here on Friday night to start their second half of the year, which should be an exciting year because you're talking about the Knicks, you know, trying to finish for a top six spot here in the NBA's Eastern Conference. Especially now with the Nets trading away KD and Kyrie, Knicks have a chance to be, you know, a five seed. I don't think they could work their way up to number four. Right now, they're four games back at the Cavaliers for that four spot, but they should be in contention for that top. For a top six spot. You look at that team. If you could get R.J. Barrett out of here for Donovan Mitchell. That is a. That's the perfect. Swap. Obviously that's not going to happen. Mitchell already got traded. Went to the Cavs. The Knicks for whatever reason didn't want to overpay. Or didn't want to give the Cavs what the, the asking price was. And they're on the outside looking in. As far as another superstar goes. Brunson's been great. Randall all-star now for the second time. In the last three years, they need that one big piece. Now, let's say they did have Donovan Mitchell. Would the Knicks be, would they be a serious player to potentially do some damage in the East? I don't know. I still don't think they'd be as good as the Celtics, Bucks, or Sixers. They'd be better than the Cavs, remember, because the Cavs wouldn't have Donovan Mitchell. If the Knicks are as good or better than everybody else, especially now with the Nets coming back down to earth after trading the two stars, you know, there, there's only a few teams in front of them. They're not that far off. It's a shame they couldn't land Mitchell. Chris is calling from Trumbull, Connecticut. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. Thanks so much for taking my call here. Thanks for making it. What's up, Chris? I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, you put me to sleep every night, man. I appreciate uh, you you're doing a great job, man. Uh, thanks for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to say, uh, New York Yankees. Uh, we got two two uh, positions that are up in uh, question here. Yep. I'm thinking that uh, at shortstop we're getting Peraza. But what do you think about the uh, left field situation? I just I just want to think. Uh, I want to get your 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 vibe about. Uh, Who's going to start in left field, uh, and and actually, who's going to be the shortstop too? You well, know? I think I think Peraza, I think Oswald Peraza is going to be the starting shortstop on opening yeah. day for the Yankees. So I, I just liked what I saw from him defensively a year ago. I don't think Volpe is going to be ready yet. Now maybe they do go with Volpe. Yep. I would bet right now that it would be Peraza to start the season at short. It cannot be IKF. He's not a shortstop, so he's out. Right. So uh, you know if you if you Look at it that way, and you start eliminating guys here. Process of elimination. Peraza should be the shortstop. And in left field, 
You know, I think it's going to be a mix of guys. Maybe they start with Aaron Hicks. For me, it's got to be John Carl Stanton. I would have Stanton in left field. And on days where Stanton DHs, which might be at least half the time, might be the majority of the time, but when Stanton yep. DHs, I would have Oswaldo Cabrera as my left fielder. Oh, Cabrera. Okay, yeah, fair enough. For no. now. No, I, I because I don't want to see no, Hicks. I appreciate it. No, no problem, Chris. Thank you for taking the time to call. I appreciate you checking in. I don't want to move Judge, and I don't want to see Hicks. So who are the other options? Stanton or Oswaldo Cabrera? I mean, it's not ideal, but you got to. Cabrera's going to have to get a bat somewhere. He was productive last year. You can move him around, sure, but the Yankees have. You know, it sucks to think about potentially trading. Let's say Glaber Torres, depending on what you get back. Ideally, you'd like to trade a piece from an area of. Um, I don't know if strength is the right word here, but where you have more than enough there. You trade an extra piece from the infield for a piece that you're missing in the outfield. Wouldn't that fit a little bit better if they could trade, say, Glaber Torres for an actual left fielder? Now, I don't think they would be able to get that done, but that would be the move because then you could slide DJ into second. Your infield is set. And by the way, in case DJ gets hurt or you still want to have him move around a little bit, you can hope that Volpe at some point could come up and play second base. But right now, the Yanks got a logjam between Peraza, Volpe, Peraza, Volpe, Glaber, LeMayhew, Donaldson. Five players for three spots. And then in the outfield, you're looking for a left fielder. Hicks, Oswaldo Cabrera, Stanton. You know, the Yankees may want to flip-flop Stanton and Judge. I just wouldn't get into messing around too much. TJ calling from Fairlawn. What's up, TJ? What up, Sal? Um, I kind of, back, steering back to Aaron Rodgers, I kind of got a little what if. I don't think this is actually going to happen. It's more like a hypothetical, but I just want to hear what you thought. Um, so, let's say the Jets decide to go with Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers comes out of the wilderness expedition, whatever the hell you call it, um, darkness wilderness, um, and he decides he wants to leave Green Bay. He's a free agent. And well, he's he got to get traded. Not a free agent. He's got to get traded, Rodgers. Oh, he's going to get traded. All right, right. I apologize. No, no, no. Um, okay, I'm just clarifying. Yeah, thank you. Um, so let's say he wants to leave Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Jets already signed Derek Carr. On the other hand, there's another team in New York, the New York Giants who's having trouble with Daniel Jones. He walks because he doesn't want the money that the Giants are offering. He wants more. How crazy do you think the New York media would go and, like, the rest of the NFL world if Rodgers comes out of nowhere and since Derek Carr went to the Jets, he wants to come to the Giants? Well, two things that are wrong with that. Number one, the Packers said that they're only – going to trade in the event that they do decide to trade Aaron Rodgers, that they would only trade him to an AFC team. So that's number one. Now let's just say that they got away from that rule and he could be traded anywhere. And he says, I want to go to the giants. The giants couldn't afford him. They, They don't have the cap space to fit Aaron Rodgers in at 60 million bucks. And even if they got creative and did, they would not be able to do anything else. And they're not, I know it sounds nuts because the giants were in the divisional round last year and the jets didn't make the playoffs. But the Jets are better suited for Rodgers to go there right now and win. He's the missing piece to a solid team. Whereas the Giants, yeah, the Giants don't have that team set up. So it would be shocking because it's just not a good fit. Um, regarding so like regarding the Jets, I forgot where I heard this from. I think I, I don't know if I heard it from one of the morning shows or if I heard it on another station. Somebody said that Rod, somebody close to Rogers said that he wouldn't want to go to the Jets because he wouldn't want to be known as like a savior. And like I kind of thought as like the Giants, like he wouldn't really be a savior either because they're kind of like a playoff team. They have what's going on, and he would just like fit. You know what I'm saying? So Rogers wouldn't want to go to the Jets because he'd be a savior. 
that's like somebody I like I don't think that somebody else said that. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's the, the case. I would think Rogers would want to be a savior and try to take it. Now look, it's not like he's got to do it all on his own. He's going to be the face of the franchise. He would be the leader. But the Jets yeah. have talent around him. That's the whole idea why it might be an interesting landing spot. For Rodgers, not to mention that they brought in Hackett, his buddy, so he's got that there as the offensive coordinator. The Jets have pieces in place that would make it appealing for Rodgers to want to come here to try and get this team over the hump. So I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know who said that or why, TJ, and thank you so much for the call. Appreciate checking in. I'm not sure where you're getting that from, but... I would think the opposite. I mean, look, Rodgers has already won a Super Bowl. His time in Green Bay seems to be coming to an end where both parties just want to move on. Nothing's guaranteed, but that's where you get the feel that it seems like that's the case. And not that he needs to prove himself because he doesn't, but he's going to want to win. And why not take on that challenge of winning in the best city in the world here in New York? Rodgers is already a Hall of Famer, MVP, Super Bowl champion, all-time great. If he ever won with the Jets, oh my goodness. You're talking about another stratosphere. Paul is calling from Buffalo. Good morning, Paul. Sal, how you been? It's been a hot minute. Yeah, how are you, Paul? How are those Sabres treating you? Well, you know, I got to say it's been a fun year. We score as many goals as in the NHL. uh, Rasmus Dahlin, our long-heralded defenseman, has finally exploded if i could compare him to anyone i would say he's adam fox but adam fox six foot three and a half 210 pounds with a mean streak Mm. uh what i called up about though is like you're locked in with the devils for a playoff series and i just i want to know how you think it matches i i believe the rangers will win that because you know this no team as young as the devils go into the playoffs and really do great because this is why the NHL playoffs are the best. It's grueling. You need to lose a few times before you win it. I mean, Colorado made the playoffs five times before they finally broke through and won the cup. Now, if you look in the last few games, Patty Kane has just dropped goals all over people. He embarrassed the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he's mad that the Rangers and the Leafs have both passed on him. Is there any way the Rangers can still fit this guy? Yeah, there was a report that Larry Brooks in the Post had that said the Rangers are going to be in on Patrick Kane. We thought after the Tarasenko trade that that was done. Kane himself thought that that was not a possibility. And remember, he came out and had some quotes that showed disappointment where he was frustrated, maybe hoping that he would have a chance to play with the Rangers. So the fact that a report comes out that that says that the Rangers are going to be in on trying to acquire Patrick Kane, yeah, I mean, that gives me goosebumps thinking about it. And, you know, look, I'd love to see him here. And regardless of if Kane comes to the Rangers or not, I do think they're beating the Devils. You mentioned it, the experience factor. Uh, You know, Shesterkin, as long as he gets going, I I just think the Rangers are better. So I like that first-round matchup. It's not guaranteed just yet. Right now you're looking at it where Carolina's got 84 points, uh, Devils have 79, Rangers have 75, and then the Islanders are at 67. So it's likely, but it's not No, Carolina there. ain't going anywhere, Sal. They are so good, it's ridiculous. The whole Eastern Conference, like, I would say right now, there are five teams out of the East. The Rangers, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs, Boston, and Carolina. Any one of those five teams, I think, would go through the Western Conference and make it to the Cup, you, you know, I Ten times out of ten. You know, it's funny you say that, Paul, because I just happened to look at it yesterday, and I was looking at the standings of the league. I forget why I was looking at that. Um, and I just noticed, which is peculiar or, or unusual, you have to go a ways down before you see a team in the West where with the point total, Bruins, Hurricanes, Devils, Maple Leafs, Lightning, Rangers, six teams ahead of the first Western Conference team, which is the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. And you have the Stars right there and Winnipeg. And it's a bunch of West Coast teams after that. But the top six teams right now, as far as points go in the NHL, all Eastern Conference. And I hate the playoff format. I'd rather have it the old way, one through eight. Um, I, I hate that they break it out of the division the way that they have it. However, this might benefit the Rangers here. 
Where they absolutely they, benefits the Rangers a, this year. Well, well, right, because they get a young Devils team, and then they're going to have a and chance. And then it's going to be Carolina, which is tough, but look at what the Maple Leafs have to do, for example. They have to go through first the Tampa Bay Lightning, then the Boston Bruins, right. unless, of course, my Sabres come in on the eighth seed and shock the world to beat the Bruins, <laughs> and then only to play either the New York Rangers or the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, now you're I obviously admit- getting a little ahead of yourself, but yes, that's the gauntlet right now. I'd much rather be in the Metro than I would the Atlantic, where you have the Bruins, Leafs, uh, and Lightning all let me and Let me add one more thing to the Eastern Conference. In the last two weeks, three great players from the Western Conference, Ryan O'Reilly, Tarasenko, and, um, oh, God, there was, a, there was a third one that came from the West over into Eastern Conference teams now. Horvath? Timo Meyer is probably going to oh. get Bo Horvath for yeah. the Islanders, absolutely. Yeah. Three great Western Conference players out out of the West into the East, making the East even more And what difficult. about Kaner? What about when the Kaner comes to Oh, the, and, well, there, there's talk the that Edmonton is hot on him, too. Oh, I don't want that. I, this could be, like, right now, if you're a Western Conference team, You've got an easier path to the cup, and whoever you play out of the East is just going to be so beat up coming out of the Eastern Conference that Von Medvinton, I'm absolutely going for him. I'm going for him, or I'm going for Timo Meyer from San Jose. Hell, I might try and get Eric Carlson from San Jose. Thank you for the call, Paul. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Sal. Have a good one. Yep, you too. Great talking some puck with you. You get me fired up. How is Edmonton not better? Never understood that. McDavid is just out of this world. And yet Edmonton's still, you know, a top wild card right now. But, and they should be better. Anyway, let's focus in the East. I'm hoping the Islanders beat Carolina. The Islanders right now are the top wild card, so they would play the lower top seed, right? So they would be facing Carolina if it stood, if it ended right now. Yes. And then you'd have Florida taking on Boston. So in that scenario, that's where you can have the Rangers eliminate the Devils, Rangers then play the Islanders and eliminate them, and then the Rangers go on and take on either the Leafs, Lightning, or the Bruins. That's the path for the Rangers. And in years past, it used to be you knew that that dominant West Coast team was looming, the Western Conference team was looming. This year, that's not going to be the case. Not to say it's going to be easy, But there is no, oh, yeah, but they have to go through Colorado. Or, oh, yeah, but they have to go through Chicago. Oh, yeah, but they have to go through the Kings. Nope. You get through the East this year, you're in pretty darn good shape. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown! Wow, what a catch by the rookie! Ridiculous! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakana 
back on the fan. May 2023, the year you beat Vegas. Superbook Sports gives you the chance every week to go head-to-head with the best odds makers in Las Vegas. No fancy computer computer algorithms. No guys across the pond setting lines for American sports. Just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at the Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds boosts and promo bets anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. Vincent is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Vince? Hi, Vincent. Vincent going once. Vincent is... We'll put him back on hold because he's coming back from break. Let's see. Val is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Val? What's up, Sal, baby boy? What's going on, my man? How are you, Val? You know me. I'm good. I'm good. I heard that I, I caught you from the 12 o'clock hour from the start. Mm-hmm. And I heard the updated schedule. So I said, you know what? Sal being as hard to reach these days as he is, I better get him now hmm. if I need to get my fix in before the end of the week. Yes. Otherwise, I'm waiting until next week to talk to you. Yeah, and I appreciate that, Val. What's on your mind today? You got it good, though. They're going to have you in the daytime hours, man. A lot more people are going to get to hear the beautiful and phenomenal voice that Sal Licata is. That's a well, beautiful thing. I appreciate that. I don't know if and when that's going to happen, so who knows. But thank you. All right. All right. Um, I got, you know me, I got one main thing, but then I always end up picking up something else as as things go on. You know, um, with my Jets, because I, I got something I want to talk to you about with the Yankees, but with my Jets, it is such a weird and interesting, but like as much as it's intriguing, it's a good feeling, assuming that I'm not getting too carried away with myself. Because I feel like we have become, because of everything else that Douglas did, as much as he couldn't get the QB right, with everything else that he did on the team, I feel like we're actually uh, a wanted destination for some guys. Right. And I, that, that might actually even help us with Carr, because... You know, with the Rodgers thing, I feel like we needed that extra time and that extra patience before we could even get really deep into Carr. And if, 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 from what I'm hearing, if he feels the same way everybody else does, maybe he's willing to give it a little bit more time to kind of hold on to wait to see what, what, what happens with us and Rodgers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And speaking of which, has he actually come out of the, the, the I have not together? heard if he, if he has yet. Um, I'm assuming he did because I think it was four days since he officially. Uh, went in or was expected to go in. So I'm assuming he is out, but we have not heard, or at least I have not heard anything no about it. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, but that, 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 that fe- makes me feel good. You know, that, that it feels like we actually have, because people are watching our roster and I wish people would play that clip that you played a while back when he was on the, uh, I think it was Pat Ma- mm-hmm. McAfee. And he was telling you about the Jets roster almost as if he was a player on the team. He knew like, a lot me, about them for an opponent, especially an NFC opponent. Knew a, it wasn't yeah. like he was in a division. He knew a lot about the Jets. And he wasn't just talking about Wilson. He was talking about the receivers, the O-line, the D-line. He was going all the way through the team. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, to, to say that he, we're not somebody that, you know, I heard somebody say somebody he doesn't want to be a savior. There might be a little bit something to that because there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. But I feel like, you know, if he's looking at things and what he was saying is actually, you know, real talk, he actually has this on his 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 list. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we and so. we don't know what's going to happen here, Val, if Rodgers does choose the Jets. I, I did think that was interesting, though, that he seemed to know an awful lot about the Jets for, from afar, which, you know, maybe he's doing his due diligence, doing his homework a little bit, seeing that or knowing that that might be a potential landing spot for him. Usually people do their homework, though we fail when they start, you know, listening to things. He sounded like he was still positive. Right. You know, but to get to my other point now, right, and this is the one I really want to talk to you about. Sal, what is it? Like, why is everybody trying so hard to make, you know, Cabrera our utility guy? Like, we have, we already have the super utility guy. Assuming he's healthy. We already got the super utility guy in DJ. All right? Well, I don't know about and that. Like- DJ's not as flexible or versatile as Cabrera is. Yeah, but in a spot, a day here, a day there, or something like that. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, he can't play the outfield. He's not playing the outfield, though. Cabrera can play all no, over no, the place. No, no, I'm talking strictly infield. I'm talking strictly infield. All right, so we're, so you're talking about Oswaldo Cabrera, though, no? Yeah, but that, that's what I'm going to get to right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we already got the super super utility as far as the infield with DJ. 
we haven't gotten rid of IKF yet. So, and he could play third, he could play, you know, short, he could play second. I mean, well, it's debatable whether he could play short, but that's another story altogether. But Cabrera showed that he could play left field. You know what I'm saying? He came up at a time when every, all the other bats were struggling and all that stuff like that. And, and as much as people seem like it, it's not a big enough sample size and people are a little bit afraid of his offensive game, for what I saw when he was up, he didn't look like he was overmatched. Now, people are going to do work, and not everybody's going to have film on him and all that stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I never really got the feeling that, you know, he was struggling at the plate, at least not more than anybody else that was on the team. And he played a decent left field. So so why why are we so hesitant to give him the left field job? Why why are we forcing this whole thing with the, the utility? It's nice to have him play anywhere else if something comes up. But we have a whole I, well, I don't think, why, I don't why think can't we Yeah, I don't think he's an everyday left fielder. But I mean look, maybe you want to give him a run, certainly in comparison to Aaron Hicks. I'm sure you'd rather see Cabrera Most get definitely. It. Yeah. Most definitely. Until such time as, you know, like, you know, if it is that he doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't do well, we still got, you know, time between now and the trade deadline to try to, uh, uh, you know, correct that. But, you know, from what I saw from him in left field, he, I mean, he actually made some plays that actually save people. And he could be trained up on how to, like, really, really do it fundamentally correct. I don't see why, why there's this big scare with putting him out there. I don't think that you know, they like, believe he could hit enough. And remember, too, you want to keep – you know, they like versatility. You want to be able to keep one of those outfield spots for John Carl Stanton. I think it's a priority to get him in an outfield spot because he has said he's in the flow better when he's playing the outfield. And, and, and I I agree with that. I think, you know, when he's actually all involved in the game, right, you see it so, in his numbers. All right, so you know, he, but at the it, same time. But then, then there's only three outfield like spots. Kutuna. There's only you know, there's there's only three outfield spots, Bader, Judge, and then a third one. So you're having Stanton there or you're having Cabrera there. But I'm saying, like, even that, like, already you got two of them there. So why, what is the, the problem? You you want to rest Stanton, you play Cabrera. Right. You want to, well, you know, and he's going to be getting a lot of time Hicks, at DH anyway. Yeah, Hicks like is probably going to be involved. Like. Hello? Yeah, Hicks is going to be involved as well. So, I mean, I, whether you like him or not, he's going to be a I, part of it. Yeah, nah, I, I really feel like a lot of this talk that you hear about Hicks and Donaldson, you know, as much as it's overkill, it's really, I mean, they, not, never mind what they got to say to the guys themselves to get them up. If you really want to try to move them, you can't go around, you know, advertising them as garbage and expect somebody to, to show some kind of interest in trading for them. So a lot of the talk that I'm hearing from Cashman and from Boone with regard to Hicks and Donaldson, I'm really not, like, even listening to it. I know they got to say these things if they want to try, if they want to have any chance at trying to move them. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm not even getting caught up in that. I, 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 the fact that Beta came back last season and solved that problem with me for having Judge in center field, you got Beta now. We are going to get a chance to see Beta in center from the beginning all the way through. Judge is set where he is. Left field is open. You, you play between Cabrera and Stanton and do whatever you got to do, rest Stanton and DH or whatever it is like that. But I don't see it as being this, this big issue that everybody's talking about. And like I said, if all things fall apart, you know, then we go all urgent as far as what's happening with the trade deadline. And hopefully he's already looking at these kinds of things and trying to work this well, stuff I'm out. I'm sure he is. I, I mean, I'm sure he is. And right now, Val, and thank you for the call. As always, appreciate you checking in. Right now, the Yankees are okay. It's just that they didn't do enough to upgrade their team to close the gap between themselves and the Astros. And one of the spots that they could have upgraded, maybe the only spot that they could have upgraded, was left field. I mean, they brought in Rodon, which I do think is an upgrade in that rotation. Can't argue that. But you look at the infield, you knew that they were going to come from within with the shortstop spot. And that is obviously a position that needs to be upgraded. But you knew they were going to go, you know, come from within with Peraza or Volpe. However, they're going to work that out. Well, where else are they getting better then? Left field, Cashman said they need a left fielder. That's why people are, are focused on it. Cabrera, I think, could thrive in a utility role. Now, could he succeed as an everyday player? I don't know. We'll find out. But I feel like the more we saw him last year, the more he kind of got exposed. He was a guy who did contribute at certain times, had good energy, brought something different to the ball club. But he was a guy that, yeah, I wouldn't trust him to be an everyday player, an impactful everyday player. I like him as a utility guy. The reality is their best lineup is with Stanton in left field 
or at least in the outfield, and LeMahieu at DH. Because you're now getting both Stanton's bat and LeMahieu in. The only other way to do that is to have either Donaldson or Torres out of the lineup. And it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. Definitely not with Donaldson, at least for now. Uh, injuries happen. Guys underperform at some point. Like, would you be shocked if things change, And uh, you know, eventually? But going in, the Yankees have the spots allotted for. So the only way that the puzzle fits almost perfectly is to have Stanton in the outfield and have that DH spot open for either Donaldson, Torres, or LeMayu. And it takes a knee and the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. is the number to call. We're kind of in that weird spot. This is always the worst time of the year for sports or for sports talk. We dread it every year. It's the same thing with February, especially during the the NBA All-Star breaks. You don't even have the basketball games going on. Hockey, we mentioned a little bit. The Islanders with a big win with Sorokin. Rangers are going to be in on Patrick Keane. Uh, that's exciting. Rangers obviously been playing uh, you know, lights-out hockey for a while outside of the Monday night game against Winnipeg. But really, you know, it's too early to get into deep dive into anything with the baseball. We talked about the same storylines going in, the expectations, you know, left field with the Yankees or how that's going to work out to the Mets. Uh, you know, what do the Mets do at DH? How are their young guys going to get, you know, have impact? There's storyline, sure, but it's not the, you know, the age of Verlander or Scherzer or even the Scherzer opt out. We didn't get into that, which we could get into at some point, but it's just not, we're not there yet. Football is over, although with the Jets and Giants quarterback situation, obviously that's been very topical here, but kind of no man's land. It's before the tournament start up for college basketball. You can do more on that as we get closer, you know, in the coming weeks. But it's no man's land in sports, which is why everything is up for grabs this morning. Whatever it is you want to discuss, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Vincent calling from Staten Island. Vincent? This is the second time. Is Vincent there or what? What is going on? This is now the second time that Vincent... Hey, what's up, Vincent? Vincent! Yeah, what's up, Vincent? What's going on, my friend? How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, Vincent. You, you know what? Get a better phone line and then give us a call back one day. Over for 2 today. I don't think we go back to you, though. Something's obviously going on, but I do appreciate you taking the time to call. Big Ed calling from the Bronx. What's up, Big Ed? What's going on, Sal? I, I, I spoke to you a couple of days ago, and it's crazy because Giants fan, and I thought about something that there's, there's no reason why you bring back you can't bring back Barkley, but there's no reason why to bring back Daniel Jones and that's there's certain things quarterbacks do and that I think a lot of them and we saw with Peyton Manning we see it with with Pat Mahomes they're deficiency erasers you don't have to have the best defense because they're gonna literally they're gonna take care of it and the bottom line is is the Giants have too many deficiencies for a quarterback that's only thrown 15 touchdowns. Mm-hmm, right. And the reality is, is Lamar Jackson threw 17 touchdowns and missed darn near seven games. Mm. You can't. And, it, and at the end of the day is what we got this year was Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley being healthy. That that was what, what it really was. But at the end of the day, it's like when you have to plan runs for your quarterback, when they're playing schematic things that you put into your game plan where you're putting him in harm's way as your quarterback, putting him to run, let's, the proof is in the pudding 
you don't win that way in the NFL. There's no quarterback where there's where you're putting him in a position where he's got to run 10 to 15 times a game. What you need in the NFL, what works, is a quarterback who can kill you from the pocket and run if he has to. Correct. That's what, that's what does. That's what does it. And at the end of the day, you can't win. I'm not saying you can't win games with Daniel Jones. The thing is, is you oh, they did win games. In, they did win games this they, year, but they didn't get far enough. Yeah, and, and or, and or I shouldn't I say. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to cut you off there, Big Ed. I'll let you finish. I shouldn't say they uh, didn't get far enough because they far exceeded all the expectations. But they weren't at a level where they were on par with the top teams in no. the conference or in the league. And 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 the one of the top teams is staring them right in the face in their division every year. And that th- those two Eagle games, that's what you need to take and look at. Not what you did against Tennessee, because the Eagles, that's your litmus test. And look how Daniel Jones and Saquon did against that team. Right. Because that's the team you're going to be compared to. That's the team that you got to stare in the face and look in the mirror and look at yourself. That's where you measure yourself against. And when it came to early in the season and in the playoffs when it counted, you weren't in the same league. So that's where I make my decision on Daniel Jones in those two games and to somewhat against Dallas because that's where, to me, when the lights were on and it was time to shine. And when it, and to me, those are the, those are the games where – the owners and everybody looks at and those are the games we as fans we get hyped up for and yeah beating tennessee is great but i want to be the eagles right well I that's, be, I be the so that's the point so how do you get to that level i don't think there's a way that they could do that this year no and that's the thing is is that no it's going to kill us as giants fans because you to me you can't bring either one of those guys back because that doesn't that's not going to work that's not going to work and people you're hooked on it because it's like you know what we won this year but at the end of the day that 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 formula doesn't get you a super bowl and i always ask people i say give me the last two running backs that were drafted in the top 10 that won a super bowl with their teams it's marcus allen and walter payton that's it and the thing about it is is you look at that and a formula over the years just isn't built that way. Now you can get a running back via free agency like Seattle did, mm-hmm. or you can get a running back free agency, you know, like yeah, Marshall Falk with the Rams. Especially the way that it is now though, Big Ed, you're exactly right. And thank you for the call. We appreciate checking in. You cannot justify paying a top running back. You can't, you just can't do it or paying a running back top money. You can find guys with similar production as rookies, third round, fifth round, whatever. You can't do it. You know what else you can't do? Marco, I made a rookie mistake. I was, I don't even know if I was saying I was a little late, but I was just in, it was starting to like rain and snow as I was coming in. And not snow, but a little bit of, um, a sleep, a little freezing yeah, rain. A little bit, right. Okay. On the way in this afternoon at say, or yesterday afternoon now at this point, at say two o'clock when I left my house. Mm hmm. And I was like, ah, I know I need to stop and get gas, but should I do it? And it's just like, nah, forget it. Let me let me get to work early. I wanted to get there early and not mess around with the rain and snow. And now I look at, you know, the clock and know that I'm gonna be going home in a couple hours and also that I'm going to likely either play a game of gas tank roulette. Hmm. Or I'm gonna have to pull over and and get some gas. Is it that bad? You you do you have no confidence that you could definitely get home? No confidence. As a matter of fact, I think mathematically we might be at an impossible spot. Usually I leave it close. I might be able to. Sometimes those things aren't 100 percent accurate. Oh, and they're like, definitely not 100 percent accurate. Right. So let's say it says you have 50. Let's say it says you have 47 miles left. I might be able to get 55 miles out of it still. Right. I would think so. I wouldn't push it, but yeah, I would think you got at least that much, if not more. Can you imagine? Well, because it's not worth it. Yeah, can I'm you like, imagine oh. getting stuck at this hour, like when I'm about to pass out as it is? No. It's not worth the five-minute pit stop, but why did I it's do not. this? Why didn't I just get the damn gas last night? Uh, that is, yeah, a rookie mistake, and I will say this. If you run out of gas on the side of the road, I don't care what time of the day it is, you kind of deserve it. Yeah, you think I mean, so? 
Yeah, I mean, again, once I think it only happened once in my life, and my I had to call my dad, and he was basically like ashamed. Yeah, and he saying. should be. And that's where the dad were that you know I'm not mad at you, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, like, what, what the no, hell I don't want to hear that. No, I think in this yeah. case it was just like I'm mad at you, you stupid idiot moron. Yeah, I mean, let's put it this way: I had a car for like five years that had not a working gauge, and I didn't run out of gas. I didn't know how many gas I had in the car. I had to do it mentally. For like five years. Really? Oh, yeah. It was a disaster. I had not one working gauge. So no, the speedometer didn't work. The odometer didn't work. The, the gas gauge, didn't, none of it worked. The RPM, none of that stuff now worked. That, now that you have a car that has all that stuff working, how far do you let the gas tank go down before you... Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I guess, cautious, if you will. I'm a quarter of a tank. Let's fill it and let's... let's, let's quarter of a tank. Quarter of a tank. We fill it. That's and, not bad. At least so it's, it's once less a week. than half. To me, it's got to be the, the timing of it. Uh, unless to me, it's once a week. And it winds up being, it seems That's like... it? Once a week? Once a week. How many know. miles each way? Um, I have no idea. I don't know. Oh. You don't know how far your your home is from here? Sal, so, you think I'm worried about the mileage? I get in the car. I know how long it takes me time-wise. How long time-wise? If there's nobody on the road, yeah. 45. All right. So you're about four, I would guess, 40 or so miles away. Yeah, I don't know that. I'm sure. Maybe. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Maybe 30. Maybe 35. No idea. <sighs> I got you think I check on these things? I don't know. I, well, I mean, for Good gas for you purposes. That you ch- I never. How never. you doing the math with the gas if I'm you not, know how many miles I don't have to do the math anymore. I got a working gauge. That was years ago and when then, I had to do that with the Cavalier. And by the way, I don't, it's not like I actively check. It comes up on the odometer or whatever the hell it's called. It comes up right on the GPS where it's just like, oh, 51 miles to your destination. Not me. You don't use GPS? Uh, I have it for my phone, but it's not on the... F- car's over 10 years old. Right. I don't have that. I don't have, like, a newer car where it's... But you don't, And you don't do it off your phone? If you Like, how do you... I do it off the phone, but my car's old, so it doesn't have the map that pulls up. So it's just on the phone, the map, All so right, I don't see it. You see it on the phone. Yeah, but I never look... I don't look down on the seat. I'm trying right. to drive. I'm trying to be, you know, oh, safe. Do you listen to it? I listen to it. Ah. So she talks to me. So as I'm driving every once in a while, she tells me to make a right, make a left. Oh, you know, the lady on turn the... Turn left yes. at the light. Yeah, and a quarter of a mile, you're going to get off at this exit. All right. Marco, you, know. you look great yeah. today. Like, Wouldn't that, that be nice if we could get that stuff in there, like well, some I compliments? I don't think I need her lying to me. I, yeah. I, I yeah, lie I'll, to myself enough. I'll take it. I could use some of the compliments. Yeah, when Lord knows I ain't getting those at home. Yeah. <laughs> well, I try not to look in the mirror, try not to lie to myself. I just try to get out of the house. I figure, what the hell at this point? I'm like Kramer in, uh, I remember the episode where he takes the car, him and the, uh, the car salesman, they just go. Mm-hmm. To run that thing out and see how many miles are left. I play that game all the time. Yeah, I don't. I don't need that stress. I don't need that. It is very stressful. I don't need that. I don't know why I do it. I, I don't like need it. That. Like, I, I can't help myself. Once a week, man. It's usually on Friday on the way here, and I'm always kicking myself because Friday's always worse traffic wise to come here. Right. And I'm always like, why did I wait till I have to go to work to be able to get to? And maybe I can. But the problem is, again, Jersey. There's nothing open anymore. One thing that COVID did, man, who we don't open like there used to be 24 hour gas stations, 24 hour, you know, I could get coffee everywhere. There's nothing open at like four or five o'clock when I'm coming home anymore. Nothing. Yeah, I gotta be able to get to a gas station, make sure the gas station's open at this particular point. Uh-huh. And then, you know, assuming that I am able to handle that and get through that, which just sucks that I even have to have a stop off. You know what I'm most excited for getting home today? Not even going to sleep. Putting those pails out. Do you know why? Because Monday was the holiday. Monday was President's Day. All right. No garbage. This is like, this This shows that my life is over. Much like the NLEs was supposed to be, my life is over. When you are at a point where you get excited, when you look out the window and you see rain coming down, so you know you don't have to turn the sprinklers on and water the lawn. When you look at the pails and see that they're full, but you know that tomorrow's garbage day and you're excited about that, that's where you have issues. This is what I'm excited about nowadays. Sal, I've told you a million times. Put me out to pasture, Marco. It's over. Yeah, I, I keep joking that I'm hollow inside. Bro, I got more to look forward to than that. That's a problem. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm actually, Thursday is no garbage. So no recycling, no garbage, no nothing. I don't have to do anything. It's great. Yesterday I had, the, yesterday I had the boxes. So I got home. I had to drag the boxes out, like stumble. Barely made it home. Thank God I made it home alive. And I'm stumbling to try to take these boxes out. And then today is going to be the pails, but I, I, I'm i excited for the pails just because of the holiday. The holiday screws everything up. I don't have it on Mondays. My town is Tuesday, Friday, so I don't have to worry about that. Usually Tuesdays right. aren't a lot of holidays, so I don't have to worry about the extra day I'm or whatever. I'm getting screwed on these Monday with the holidays. Yeah. Can't take the can't take the garbage out. And Imagine telling single Sal years ago you'd be excited one day for garbage. Seriously. No, it's pathetic. That's it what really I'm saying. Is. I really hate is. myself. Yeah. It's over. What have yeah. I become? Yeah. An old man who wants the rain to come or water his lawn for free and a guy who can't wait for the garbage truck to come so I can empty it out and then start all over again? Bruh. It's over. Yeah, that's... Look a, at me. I'm yeah, pathetic. That's, that's not good. That's not good.
The, you want to go shopping excitement. for me on the way home? Oh, no, no. You want to have a couple things, Mel? The greatest excitement I get is letting that gas tank go run down close to E. That's <laughs> that's the thrill I got. The thrill I got off. That and trying to stay awake. Let's not play bumper cars on the LAE. It's, and by the way, you know I'm not doing 55. I mean, I'm trying to get home. I'm racing that clock. I need to get home. Yeah, you you got to, you know what? Suck it up. Put the window down. Be cold. I do put the window down. Be cold. It doesn't work all the time. Not all the time, but it'll help you out a little bit. Like I said, become like Joe DiMaggio. Half a cup of black coffee. I, I've do tried, that at like midnight. I've tried cough drops. I've tried chewing gum. Cough drops not going to do it. Gum's no, not going to do it. Stop. Those are things well, that are Jerry ridiculous. Says, Jerry Reco says sunflowers work. Sunflower seeds well, Sunflowers, work. at least there's some. There's action. You have to constantly spit them out. You have to put new ones in. You're constantly doing something. Yeah, I mean, I would tell you. I haven't look, tried that yet. Well, I mean, the one thing you definitely don't want to do, these are my younger days. I used to chain smoke. That's not a good idea. Did you really? Oh, yeah. You were a smoker? Oh, yeah. Many, many, many years. What did you smoke? What, what kind of cigarette? I was Camelica, which now I believe is Camel Blue. I would have never guessed you was a Camelica. Oh, yeah. Summers was a Camel guy, Camel, right? straight Camel unfiltered. That was a little rough for me. How is he still alive? I don't know. Is he? Well, it's not going well. Oh, yeah. yeah. We talk, I talked to Steve last week. Did you? On the air. What did he get him in here? What did he do? He was on the air? He was on the air with uh, Keith. I talked to him for like two seconds. What what, no, 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 not Keith. I'm sorry. With Rosenberg. When Rosenberg uh, did an okay. overnight like about a week or two ago. Uh, Rosie can't do an overnight without having Summers on, huh? Uh, you know, we got to get Summers in here. He said mm-hmm. he would maybe come in. Mm-hmm. But I don't think... Uh, not, not these hours. Well, the allure of seeing, you know... My fat ass with a hat on mm-hmm. and a flannel is not exactly going to excite Steve to get him out of his apartment to come mm-hmm. down here. Tell him you give him a free pack of camels, he'll be here. I'd buy him a pack. I'd yeah. give him a cup of coffee, too. We have the Dunkin' Donuts now. He'd be thrilled to see our... Yeah, new- that's a good point. That comes after he leaves. Ooh, our yeah. coffee, man. Yeah, he'd be messing that thing up anyway. Well, This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 